0: So hi everyone, today I am joined with Wes Weiner, who is a reader of our blog, um, Avid Cruiser, and also an Avid Cruiser himself. Um, and I, Ralph, you know, my father really wanted me to interview you because you just took a, sh- uh, a trip with Silver Sea to the Arctic. And we'll talk about that in a little while, but first I kind of just want to hear about your experience with cruising and why you decided to start cruising and why you decided to keep cruising.
1: Sure. Britain, well, my son and I started cruising when I was still on that. To duty, I'm a retired soldier, in 2004 with Regent, and we did a Regent seven-day Caribbean cruise, and we were just blown away by the service, the um, ability to do excursions, to sample different ports, and from that time, we went to the Polkagon, and then the number of three or four more regional cruises before we tried Silver Sea. Now, in retrospect, we have about 15 years' experience, over a dozen cruises on each line, about 200 days each, about a year and a couple of months at sea, and still not enough when we still want to cruise more uh, because it gives you the opportunity to experience different cultures Uh, meet different people, enjoy the scenery, without the commitment of time that land tours require, you get a chance to sample different ports and different cultures and enjoy the people at each port.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that that's all true. And that's, you know, part of the appeal of cruising for a lot of people. Um, why? So since you started with Regent, I want to talk about kind of the experiences on Regent and Sea because over on Avid Cruiser, we focus a lot on the luxury players. Um, so I, I know that when we were kind of corresponding via email, I asked about I, you know, I kind of outlined that. And you said that you'd give the pros and cons, though there aren't many. Um, so so what do you like about each line? What do you maybe not like about each line? And why did you choose to go to Silver Sea from Regent um, when you first started?
1: What I like about both lines is that both provide exceptional software. That is fine dining. The crew are intuitive in their service. The accommodations are wonderful in the ability to travel different places. Each cruise line hits a home run in most of their itineraries. Why we we switched from region, not really switched, but tried Silver Sea, is I became a a scuba diver in 2005. And they had some itineraries that we wanted to travel in the Caribbean. And so that's how we and when we decided to try Silver Sea. that difference between both the cruise lines is mon- very small, but there are some likes and dislikes we have for each line. Uh, for example, if I'm picking a cruise for the daytime activities, recent hits a grand slam, Silver Sea a triple or a double. And the reason is Silver Sea has Exceptionally engaged officers that mingle with the guests and the games. Their entertainment team enjoys the competition and encourages the competition and camaraderie among among the guests. There also region gives you the opportunity to be less formal. Silver Sea is a little more formal. They have at least two, sometimes four formal nights on uh, cruises that are 14 days or longer. So if you if you want casual wear and you don't really want to wear formal wear, you look at Silver sea at Race a little more judiciously. Um, however, if you want casual wear, then you look at Regent because you're not having to pack the, the formal wear. My wife and I actually don't mind at all the formal wear because we're both retired soldiers and we wore formal wear to many different dining-in functions within the military and enjoy that. And we wore, when I was on active duty, I actually wore the mess dress uniform and it was exceptional, the greetings we got both from the crew and the fellow guests who thanked us for our service. Um, let me tell you a little bit about seversy, but before I do that, if I wanted to book a crossing where activities and being active and involved were more important than the itinerary, I pick Regent, for example. We have a book cruise Tokyo to Vancouver next year. It hits one of my wife's bucket lists, which is Alaska. And if I was going to choose a cruise to Alaska, I think region offers the best bang for the buck because of the included excursions. That is a big bonus for Alaska because it it can as you know become expensive if you if you do the excursions yourself. Then you're going to have many sea days as you're crossing from Japan through Russia to the northern part of the U.S. and into um, New England as you finally go down to um, uh, or Vancouver or New York, depending upon your disembarkation port. So, so uh, therefore, this so region provides a Outstanding daytime activities, less formal wear, and inclusive excursions, which are important for certain cruises. Now, Silver Sea, on the other hand, is the only luxury cruise line that has a separate dedicated ship line. They have classic cruises like region offers, those are the tenaries that you provide for the Caribbean, for South America for Europe, India, Far East, Oceania, but they're market leading when it comes to expedition cruising. And I've talked to Regent and the Regent Cruise Line holding CEO Frank DeRio, and he decided that Regent was going to enter the expedition market. So if you're a veteran cruiser, let's say of 10 or more cruises, you've gone to many different classic cruise itineraries, and you may be looking for a little variety, a little different itinerary. What well, expedition cruising provides that, and where Regent provides included excursions, you pay a little more coin for Silver Sea's expedition cruises, but they also include excursions, which we, we found very interesting. That dining is very similar on Regent and Silver Sea. Uh, the Rain Restaurant is through a it's toss up. However, the Italian restaurant on Silver Sea is Italian heritage, and it is more enjoyable for our palate than Regent's Italian restaurant when our veranda turns into an Italian restaurant many times at night. um flexibility with your cruising when you're on the expedition ship and Silver Sea is a plus. Um, that is, if you're on the expedition cruise, the expedition staff can say, wait a minute, we're there's wildlife we need to see, we're going to change the the direction the ship is going, maybe change the itinerary so we can take advantage of seeing polar bears or walruses, whatever wildlife it is. On a classic itinerary, you're not going to be changing your itinerary unless it's weather um, demanded. For example, we were on Regent for 35 days last November on a South Pacific crossing, and we were supposed to go from Acapulco to San Diego, but the hurricane came into play and the captain made a decision for safety not to go to San Diego. So we went directly from Mexico to Hawaii. So the weather has a vote in the itinerary for a classic cruises. But for expedition cruises, the vote is the wildlife and the expedition staff coordinating with the captain saying this is This is important for the guests to be able to see. So that's an advantage for Silver City in that there's flexibility in the itinerary. Um, So service, accommodations, um, dining, in general, except for the Italian restaurant, is almost a toss-up. But if I had to make a choice, because I love Italian food, I'd choose Silver Sea for dining over region.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's what it's about sometimes, right? It's like you have one favorite, and if somewhere does it better, then that's that can be the tiebreaker.
1: <laughs> but but what also, what's important, and for many veteran cruisers, and even new cruisers need to know, that cruise lines have amenities based on your Frequent floating status. If you're a frequent floater on each line, you get amenities. And as you sail more days with the cruise line, that makes a difference if you're going to take an itinerary that's longer than three weeks, um, maybe a grand voyage. And if you have the status on region or southern sea, you may have free laundry. Or they may include, include it with uh, the voyage length, And that makes a difference so you're not spending your time or paying your coin to get laundry done. Silver Sea or Regent is doing it because you have the amenities. And so for many veteran cruisers, if they cruise one line and they have amenities, whether on Regent, they're they're silver, more gold, platinum, and titanium, that really pulls them to stay with Regent. And as we cruise Regent, Almost exclusively for a couple of years, as our benefits grew, so did our attraction to more itineraries. However, ultimately, we've been to the areas of the world that became um, not as exciting as some of the expedition to itineraries, which caused us to go back and look at Silver Sea because they offered expedition cruising and Risha does not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So do you want to talk about your expedition experience with Silver Sea, too? Um, I know that that's kind of general, because I know that we we did talk a little bit about this before our call. And you kind of have a fun story of uh, not maybe not a fun story, hellacious at the time, but now maybe interesting of getting to the cruise. And and I'm not going to spoil anything, but um, just because, you know, you've mentioned the appeal of Silver Sea's expedition program I think it makes sense to to hear about that.
1: Sure. It was really an unfortunate circumstance. Again, the weather was involved. This was a 14-day expedition cruise from Reykjavik to Tromso on the Silver Cloud in June, June 18th. And I closely looked at the air out of Atlanta to Dallas. I had a nonstop from Dallas to Reykjavik. And it seemed like, to me, a very good option to get to the cruise ship. And I try to follow the rule of getting to the ship at least one day in advance so in case your luggage is lost, which has happened to us once, it gets a chance to catch up to you, which fortunately it did for that crossing, which was on, on Regent, where the the bags caught up with us in Lisbon. So, in this case, we pulled out of the tarmac from Atlanta. And within a few minutes, I heard the engines wind down. And the captain came on and said, There's a cell, a uh, weather cell in Dallas that the flight controls put us on a half hour hold. He gave us five notifications of a half hour hold before he said, Let's pull back to the tarmac and we'll let those passengers who don't have checked bags. If they want to deplane, plane, they can. However, for those passengers who have checked bags, by DOT rules, your bags are going to Dallas. Well, immediately, it's already 7 o'clock, and my nonstop flight to Iceland was at 9.15, so I sent a note to the travel agent. Can you help get me to Iceland, please? I may not make it from Dallas. And... They, the Pavlis travel came through with a magical itinerary out of Boston and got me into Reykjavik the next day, which would still give me a day of rest before the cloud uh, embarkation. However, once I learned my bags would not be with me, I said to Pavlis, "I can't take this itinerary. It looks like I'm going to have to cancel the cruise because my bags are going to." Not show up for five or six days. Well, fortunately, American Airlines got the bags back to my house by Tuesday. That's when I called my travel agent and they worked their magic to get me on the three flight itinerary, leaving that Thursday, flying from Atlanta to Boston, Boston to Reykjavik, Reykjavik to Akuroi. And that was about a 24-hour flight duration, I stepped off the plane in wondering how long my trip would be to the Silver Cloud, and to my wonderful surprise, there was the cloud docked about a mile and a half from the cone of the turboprop plane that we landed in. So it took about three-minute taxi ride, and I was ecstatic and boarded the ship, and that was just A good start to a failure where I thought my cruise was canceled. So it went from a 14-day to an 11-day cruise, and it was just absolutely wonderful. Um, I cannot say enough about Expedition Cruises. I drank the Expedition Kool-Aid and asked for second and third helpings.
0: And i'm Ralph has done that as well he he's he got hooked onto expedition cruising off of after the first one because it is such a different experience and uh, Can you speak to that a little bit as just how the expedition experience varies because you're still on a, a similar ship you're still on with a familiar company and the product maybe feels similar to what you've experienced but how does it vary doing an expedition sailing apart from the obvious where maybe you're doing uh, things that are a little bit more active and um but you know really being in these remote regions and and, and how how does that vary from from the classic experience that we that we talked about earlier
1: Sure. sure. Uh, what I found is the expedition and cruise, first of all, their focus and emphasis is on exploration and adventure. And you explore where the classic cruise lines can't go because you're exploring via Zodiac. you really, expedition cruises are giving you the opportunity to really get up close with exceptional, stunning scenery with wildlife that you can almost touch. Land, you get to hike areas and continents of hikes that you would not be able to do if you docked and had to, or take a tender to a port. You take a Zodiac, you get out of the Zodiac, and you go on a hike that's three to six miles that's immersed with culture experience Wildlife that you don't get on a classic cruise. So the difference is, expedition cruises give you a focus on exploration and adventure, where classic cruises give you the emphasis on the itinerary and the ports, but not on the excursions. Excursions are part of classic itineraries. But they only give you a small taste of the culture and the people, whereas you you get immersed in with the exploration and the Zodiac landings. And sometimes this exploration and adventure is not just Zodiac landings, where you have wet and dry landings. That Wet means you step out of the Zodiac and you have muck boots or boots that come up to your knees, rubber boots. Generally, you, you can rent them or buy them. I bought it because I got a good deal off Amazon. That was less than the price that you rented them, and plus you gave a $100 deposit. But in addition to the landings, to go to the different, sometimes world heritage sites, you can do Zodiac cruises. So one of the highlights on the Arctic expedition cruise was a Zodiac cruise where the expedition leader, um, who was probably the best or the one of the top Really, he's a cruise director, but he's called the expedition leader I've ever served with. He let us know it's 7 o'clock. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a polar bear. He's on the island in front of a lily lily green glacier. We're going to have zodiacs available within a half hour. And you would not believe the timely response passengers don their layers. They orderly go down to the zodiacs per the group number they're assigned. And then they, you would not believe the number of passengers, Britain, who have fancy, um, multiple camera, uh, uh, different cameras, different lenses. I bring an iPhone, and I have a special glove, so let me use the, the iPhone's camera, the latest iPhone. But you had people who really loved the, taking the pictures. So we got in um, Zodiac, and within a half hour – our first zodiacs were looking at the polar bear and taking pictures within 50 yards, and having to be quiet because the polar bear is foraging and sniffing for bird eggs on the island. And then after we had each zodiac group, about 12 of them, we uh, then spent three, two to three hours cruising along the glacier. And that's the difference. You can also do landings. We didn't do a landing that day because we found wildlife and where we're going to go to look at the glacier anywhere. And the expedition staff was able to spot a polar bear. We were able to take advantage of it. And that's the flexibility that expedition cruises give you. The classic cruise does not.
0: Yeah. And, and you, yeah, you mentioned that earlier, but that's, that's a perfect example is that, you know, when you have these things happen, whether it's in the first thing in the morning, you know, during dinner, late at night, like you can, the ship can change course as it needs to. And and that's such a clear example of that.
1: And, and, And the difference, okay. The focus on expedition cruises is exploration and adventure. And it depends on what you want in your ship. You can take, um, out of Norway and get a good exposure to uh, different islands in Norway as well as in Svalbard for Arctic cruise. But you're not going to get the level of luxury you find on the silver cloud. So you find with the silver cloud it has both the classic silver cloud features and and the expedition feature. So what does that include? We Our favorite itinerary in over two dozen cruises was on the Classic Cloud, which was from London down the Thames to Faroe, Shetland, Orkney Island, four ports in Iceland, then back down to um, Dublin, Belfast, Fowey Cobb, and back down the Thames into London. It was remarkable. And the ship and the crew were a big part of why that became a favorite itinerary. Now, that provided the, uh, the classic ship in Silver Sea provides you wonderful, luxurious, comfortable accommodations. That is suites. Check, cloud, expedition ship provides the same thing. You have a variety of fine dining, three different venues. Check, the cloud, expedition has the restaurant, has La Terraza in La, the French restaurant, La Dame. The, it's a degustation menu. It's a very wonderful meal. And then you have casual dining. Two options on both the classic cloud which or any silver sea ship, which is your hot rocks where you grill your food. In. And it's a little more difficult in the Arctic is the temperature, but we still had a couple brave souls. You, I wasn't one of them who went out there and cooked their meat. And then the other casual dining venue that many people forget about, but on the expedition cruise, it's, for me, it's, it's vitally important, is room service. Here's why on here's why. the expedition cruise you have two different zodiacs when you're doing landings. You have an a.m. and a p.m. And then, you know, it starts at seven o'clock, and so it can be. Uh, the first three groups have to be ready to board the first Zodiac at seven thirty at eight. Then the next group of three from nine to ten. And if you, and the La Trasa for breakfast buffet will open up early, but then you have to go through the process of waiting for your service, waiting for the server. On the other hand, if you have room service to come deliver your food. It gives you more time to get ready for the zodiac Landies. The other, the other thing, and this goes back to the differences, I forgot to mention this, with Silver Sea and Regent, there's a difference in service facility, uh, philosophy on Silver Sea and Regent. If you want a cup of coffee on Regent after 11 p.m. and before 6 a.m., you can help yourself. They have 24-hour self-service coffee machines. And many people, including me, like that because we're up early. Um, for me, for the fitness, the gym, or for uh, people like to read and do cross puzzles, read the paper. Now, in Silver you cannot get a cup of coffee between 11 at night and 6 in the morning unless you make it and you have a coffee, a special machine in your room which certain sweet categories to get those. Or what I do is I have two cappuccinos delivered at 4 in the morning to my suite. And, she, and the attendant, they soon learn exactly what you want, when and you have the door cracked, so she just comes in and puts the coffee down, and you get your coffee and your energy level, your, your fixed, coffee fix as you start your day. On the other hand, with Regent, you can go up and get yourself your own coffee. But C wants to serve you, and that's a different level of luxury, in a sense, um, because they their philosophy is, we are going to serve you. You will never serve yourself. On the other hand, you do serve yourself when you go through the buffet. So in, in this case, they, they did the coffee philosophy. So uniquely, it took me a while to figure out until the whole general director said, Wes, just call room service. So that that's what I did. And that's what I do now because I'm generally, in. and Ralph knows this, I'm in the gym at least two hours prior to most people so that I can work, the elliptical or the aerobic anaerobic equipment at a pace that I would like, versus trying to um, overuse equipment which is not polite when other people are using it. In the hotel hotel directors are generally very good in allowing the the fitness facility to be open earlier, except on certain ships on Silver Sea, like the Silver Spirit. The um, I believe it's the spirit or the wind. It may be the wind where the fitness facility is directly above a suite. And if you drop a dumbbell, so they really don't, they, they're firm. They won't open the fitness facility to the opening hours because it would interrupt with the privacy of the guests below. So um, anyway, so you go through the classic um super Cloud and versus Expedition Cloud. You also get three lounges of a wonderful opportunity. The Explorer Lounge. Now, here's the difference also between the Expedition and the and Classic Cloud and the Expedition Cloud. They had 290 passengers on the Classic Cloud. They have 200 in polar regions. What does that mean? It means when the Explorer Lounge and you go to get your briefings by the Expedition staff. Almost everyone who wants a drink will be able to get a drink. So it really gets a lounge, but you're also hearing the lecture wrap-up of that day's activities. That's when you get almost 100% of the passengers get to hear what went on that day in terms of wildlife and what you can expect the next day in terms of zodiac activities. Then you have the uh, panorama lounge where that's in the aft portion of the ship where they have uh, – a, a duo will play for dancing and you get drinks, and then they have a Dolce Vita, uh It's the main bar. And here's a, uh, another dislike I have for Silver Sea uh, on the cloud and some of the smaller ships, not so much on the big ships. But the gym facility on the cloud is inadequate for the number of people who use the gym, such that the gym or the fitness instructor when he or she wants to conduct a yoga or pilates class when they have more than five people. Guess where they go to conduct that class, Britain? They do it at the Dolce Vita bar between four and six PM. Oh. Wow. So is, is that a that luxury? So here's the solution, there's the problem. Super C needs to take the space that they have for a photography studio, which is unique to the expedition ship and welcome, but it's five times too large. It's not, I was on 11 days, and I never saw a full house. I saw three or four people in there, the diligent, the folks who love photography and want to download their photos and and talk to Alan, the the photography pro, edit their photos in a gym between... Noon and 5 p.m. was almost every piece of equipment was packed. There wasn't enough space to do yoga or pilates. They had to do it in Dolce Vita. If you inversed the spaces, so in the next rehab for the cloud, and you put the photo studio where the gym is, and you put the gym where the photo studio is, and you add more pieces of equipment, you have, and you maybe you partition a pace off her classes, you would solve that problem. So, okay. So you have you have the lounges, you have the spa, fitness and service, you also get tea and trivia time on the expedition, the classic, and there here's another difference between the classic Silver Sea in a in a region cruise and the expedition. You have full entertainment on the classic cruise, region or silver sea. That is production staff and they they give you a show. Whether it's uh, the classic sees opera or it's uh, Broadway, so, super Regent, and they generally have it's talented young people doing doing a good job. On the expedition, on that other hand, it's what I call entertainment. Like they have a pianist to play some dolce vita. If you want to dance, if I have my wife with me, we could have done the fox trot and maybe some rumba. Or Panorama Lounge, they have a duo and they play jazz, and you can also dance up there, but there's no production team. Why? There isn't space to to birth them because the space is at a premium because they put 18 zodiacs on the cloud. So in other words, the difference between the expedition and the classic and the expedition ship is there's a few differences in terms of entertainment light, but the advantage of giving you the ability to get up close to the scenery, the wildlife, uh, the sea when you're doing cruising is, is far outweighs. Let me tell you. Ask me how many times I made it to the Panorama lounge during the cruise.
0: How many times? Once. During wow.
1: Disembarkation. And the reason is, they keep you so darn busy. If you're if you're on the sea day, you you don't really have landings. Morning, afternoon, you're rushing to have lunch, and then you're back out in the zodiac landing. Then you have a wrap-up briefing to change quickly to to go to an 1845, and then you eat dinner. And if you have a little glass of wine or a drink, the Z-Monster is calling your name. Now, some people would just slam that Z-Monster down and head off to the bar and do karaoke or um, the Liars Club, which they have. But I didn't have the energy, energy to go. Because I'm up at four in the morning. Most of these people are sleeping those two hours. So it's really the sea monsters really hit me, so I didn't make the pant. Now, if my wife had been here, we have a rule where we get one dance in after dinner. We would have at least, least been there. So hopefully I've given you the idea. There is some uniquely difference, the unique differences in the expedition, the cloud ship, the expedition, the classic ship. But there. I think the cloud right now is the most luxurious expedition ship at the sea. The fine dining, the um, the lounges that you get, the tea time and the trivia. The only thing that they don't have the same is entertainment because they can't birth the production team there.
0: Yeah, but it's really it's really nice because uh, because you've had both experiences to hear you know what the differences are and the fact that you went through them because a lot of times when we do talk about expedition we're only talking about about the excursions and actually going in and talk about how the ship functions differently and as you mentioned you know because of the weather it's not always feasible to dine at at hot rocks which is on the top deck of the ship um, outside and so you're putting your parka on and so you know really realizing those differences not all in the environment of course but then also within the environment of the ship in general
1: right right right
0: and i do want to ask quickly um i know that we're a little bit over time but that's okay um, about your fellow passengers so i think that you know with expedition there's always an expectation that people have a certain level of ability um, because as you mentioned you're hiking and you're going out even getting in and out of the zodiac can be a process for someone who is maybe not um, fit, and so you know what was the ability of your fellow passengers? What, what, did, what, how would you you know rate your physical ability? And then also, you know, what was the what was the average age of people on board?
1: In this case, we had thirty passengers under twenty-one, so that skewed the average age to the younger. There were no passengers in wheelchairs or walkers that were on the ship and I see at least two, three, four dozen on a classic itinerary, whether it's a receipt or region. The fitness level is generally higher on the one expedition cruise I experienced than I experienced on uh, two dozen classic itineraries. However, the expedition team, which is made up of scientists, biologists, a naturalist. So you can imagine the lecture program is robust and very, very interesting and it will stimulate your neurons until they are uh, jumping up and down. No more, no more. But going back to the fitness level, um, there was never a problem entering and exiting the Zodiac except for the last day in Bear Island where the sea conditions became problem. I was in the second group, which is 11 o'clock. Bear Islands where where there's a lot of Arctic bird life. You you would be able to see the Atlantic puffins, the terns, as well as the guillemots. And we were looking forward to going. You couldn't land there. You'd cruise there. Um, So the first group of zodiacs came back, and it was very, very difficult. And Scott, the expedition leader, indicated, we're taking a look, but we may have to cancel. The next round of zodiac. It was our last day, and I don't think many people were
0: disappointed.
1: However, we did realize they put safety first. So what happened is on the fifth, no, the sixth zodiac, last one to come in, two passengers fell in. Oh wow! uh, Because the sea conditions. Yeah, uh, that's awful. They were brought brought back up and onto the gangway, and they took it as lighthearted, and they were taken care of by the crew and quickly wrapped up and got dry in the mudroom. But the point was, there's flexibility there. If safety conditions, conditions become perilous or risky, they'll make a safety call and cancel the, the Zodiac landing, which they had to do. Fortunately for us, it was only once.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's good to know i mean that's awful that people fell off though like that is not a great thing but it happens i mean you know i was just on a river cruise and and not that it's at all the same thing but we had a woman fall and yeah i mean you do realize how how trained everyone is to deal with an emergency and how quickly people respond which is good and that's always yeah you know gives I mean, you I... a little sense of comfort as well
1: and, and expedition cruising gives you highlights that you just don't experience on a classic cruise. Because of the proximity you are to land and to the wildlife, you, uh, you could not experience 100 walruses at a walrus haul- haul-out that we were able, 50 yards from 100 walruses as a naturalist we had voice, quiet voice boxes so we wouldn't interrupt the walls. He talked to us through microphones. We saw five polar bears. A polar bear killed a baby seal was teaching her cubs about hunting as well as providing them sustenance. And you think, well, the seal, that's unfortunate. Well, polar bears eat about one seal a, a week. And then the rem, remnants are used by the sea life. So in the circle of nature... It, it works out so there isn't a real dent in the population of seals because of the polar bears, have to use them, to enjoy them and enjoy them, have them in, in their diet. So you get these wildlife experiences. And then Sea makes a very fun event called the Polar Plunge. And you would have seen this and Ralph saw it on the Facebook post. And so it goes back to your fitness question. We had 220 passengers and I thought a little more would, only 22 of us did the plunge, and 19 of us, of them, were under 30. Three of us were over 50. Two of us were over 60, and I raised my hand there. And therefore, that kind of shows you the fitness level from um, the pull-a-plunge, you're jumping, and you have a chance, you're in a fjord, and it's wonderfully organized where they give you adult beverages or a beverage of your choice, hot coffee or tea before you go in, and they give you the same beverages after you come out. The cruise director called social directors there to make sure you have a robe or covering as soon as you get out of the water. They take you into the mudroom and, and get you either uh, directly to your suite for a shower, or or if you want to go to Chutor, you can do that. They put a belt around you for safety. It's very safe, and it's, it's a, it was a highlight of the expedition to saw the wildlife. Then they also make it fun by doing these polar plunges. And uh, a, a, the key point is, uh, I I like the cool expedition Kool Aid so much that my wife was pulled in from the Facebook post And said, I want to go on the expedition cruise, but she wouldn't go where it's cold. She won't go. I want to do a northwest or on Vista Passage. She won't do it. I want to go to the Galapagos. So that's why I mentioned a few days ago that we booked two weeks on the silver origin in November of 2021, when the origin will leave the ship for our next July in the first voyage next year, yeah, 2020, I'm 21, um, thankfully I don't have to wait that long, but uh, so, that really tells the proof's in the pudding, we, um I always ask people if they have you booked on board, and unfortunately the origin booking the itineraries weren't released to mid end of July we, we disembarked early July, so I couldn't book it on board but I would have, if I could have, and um it didn't happen. But I, in, in in summary, I think the expedition cruises is a wonderful option for those people who are looking for adventure, uh, ability to find an itinerary in the Kimberley in Australia, or a special kind place in Central America, or um, you have Alaska, you have Antarctica in particular, and now Ralph knows about that, and then... In my case, I had a full 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 service luxury travel agent who had who have flight capability. That is, they offer their cruise passengers flights. I had my own, which was where the mistake was. Cause I didn't think about Dallas, not Atlanta, but they were able to rescue me and get me to Iceland because they have the they uh, besides the best price, they have a three they have 360 service. They have the the price, the travel insurance, and the ear. So this time I'm getting travel insurance for my trip to Galapagos. I'm accepting Silver Sea Ear, and I'm getting a good price. But it's, that's the point of cruising. You learn your mistakes and you, you overcome them for the next booking.
0: Yes, and you either learn your mistakes or you listen to a podcast hosted by yeah. me and people yeah. talk about some horror yeah. stories yeah. that they find yeah. and
1: that's why you know thanks to ralph and to you i mean i think it's great that that he brought you in um to have cruiser i've been a fan for over a decade i mean ralph knows that as we both um email back and forth i expect him to run five miles on every cruise and river cruise he knows <laughs> that
0: though yes we'll get him he he'll he'll cycle 20 but he won't run
1: yeah, yeah. I know. but but I tell you what. When I asked him to check out the running track, there was a picture of him on the running track.
0: It was a, it, That's why it was a picture and not a video.
1: <laughs> that's funny.
0: But I just want to thank. I, I mean, know. I want to thank you as well for being a part of this and and sharing your experience. It's it's great.
1: Oh, can I give one um, alibi? If you can use it or not. One of the things that I do, and it's part of my military training, because that's what soldiers, sailors, airmen, and marines did for me as we served the command in Europe. Every cruise, I coordinate with the hotel director on region and service if I can do behind-the-scenes crew member profiles. These are crew that my rule is don't get told thank you. These are crew that work in the galley. Provision team, bosun in the engine, they're called engine wipers. Dry cleaning team, uh, many of the dry cleaning teams on Regent and on Severus Sea come from Indonesia. It's it's unusual that they do uh, compared to the international flavor of most of the other uh, staffs. But then what happens is I ask them if they'd like to volunteer. Um to send me a, f- a, friend, a Facebook quest, I write the profile piece as positive as I can. I touch on a little their commitment to silver city or region why how long they 've been there and contract, why they like region and generally all of them say because of the ability to travel the world because i 'm treated like family, and then they tell me how they are promoted and grown with it the cruise line, and I've been, I have become Facebook friends with these people, uh, many of the crew who I did profiles 10 years ago, because their family reached the profile piece, and they think, hey, they just won the monthly crew member of the, of the month, when in fact, it's just telling the, the audience, whether it's Cruise Critic or Facebook, a little about the ship. I don't get anything out of it, but learn more about the ship and more about people, which is That's what it's all about, and I was able to do two of the expedition staff, the desktop popular publisher, Feely, and an electrician from Croatia, and each one of them had a unique story, just like each of us does, and it was fun, and um, I appreciate the hotel directors on the classic and the expedition staff, bearing with my pain in the butt needle in them till I get to do an interview with one of these behind-the-scenes crew members.
0: Yeah, I I think that getting to know the people, you know, is is one of the most important aspects of of cruising and and knowing who you're working with and and understanding the the staff and, and what you're going into. And then, you know, because some people... And I always tend to focus on crew members, especially when I write my pieces, because some people appreciate this, you know, we're talking about luxury cruising about this like butler experience where you feel like, as you said, with Silver Sea, specifically, like you're, you're, you're meant to be served and not serve yourself. And I think that that it's important to, to manage your expectations as well in that way with, with the crew. Just in general, it's like knowing who you're going to be working with is is one of the most important aspects of, of traveling and cruising, specifically for me.
1: Yeah, that's a very important point, and why I focus on profiles of behind the scenes, because they're the unsung heroes. They're responsible for us enjoying a magical voyage as a bartender or the waiter, giving you your favorite drink or giving you an extra avocado because they know that's what you like. And you don't get to tell them thank you. So it's important. And plus, you learn about the ship. And um, it's just a lot of fun. It takes time out of the cruise day, but it's time for me that I get psychic income or really get pumped when I meet someone new. And then both regions services have different philosophies. The hotel directors, I get some flexibility and actually go down to the provisions team. Other directors say, well, here, give me your iPhone, and I'll take a picture of the dry cleaning team. So I've, I've been to places on the ship, which I um, – uh, Normally, you don't get a chance to go and meet the crew of uh, the team and it's a, it's remarkable what you learn the ship is ship is a family, and you learn for example, I had a father and a son it was it was on regent i think and um the hotel last well, I got someone for you his father is the um senior senior um, member of the engine team, and his son is uh, on the deck washing crew, and how remarkable is that? You're mm-hmm. on the ship with your father.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. And that's not as like as you say. That's not something that everyone knows. That's something that you know because you've you've coordinated with someone and and really taken the initiative to to learn about the people that make up the ship. So,
1: yeah, and I haven't been in the military and seen a little about the chain of command. So before I board the ship. Whether it's Regent, uh, email directly to Jason Montague, the president, and ask his support with the hotel director and also Mark Conroy, overseas. So they lay the groundwork, and the hotel directors have already um, gotten alert if they can to please coordinate with. Uh, Wes so that he can interview the crew I just want to make sure I don't interrupt their duties and they want to do it voluntarily and it's just a, it's a blast I really enjoy doing it.
0: Yeah well and I mean it sounds like it and I can tell you know just the fact that you agreed to do this apart from you know that specific instance just cruising in general I can tell that it's something that you're passionate about and traveling and meeting people and I just thank you so much for uh, giving us your time and i hope to hear back from you when you finish your uh, cruise on silver origin and, w- and what your wife thinks about it
1: and i thank you i really appreciate you guys uh, providing this forum as a way of educating cruisers it's great and so i thank you back